Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters. And let's get on now with another, probably too long a subject, more than you want to know about garlic. The difference between hard neck and soft neck. Where do you plant it? When do you plant it? Why is it good for you? First of all, why do you even want to grow garlic? I mean, you can go buy it from the local store, but it's just not the same. The garlic you grow in your own garden lets you play with flavors and textures and and aromas you just can't find at your store. So first, let's talk about soft neck and hard neck garlics. Usually by the time you get your garlic in your store, it's been trimmed, but there's still that kind of a papery tuft on top that, that stands above the bulb. That's the covering of the neck, they call it. Garlic also comes with different colored skins around the cloves, and the cloves themselves are always a creamy white inside with a different in intensity. They are different in relative heat. They differ in their creaminess. So what's a soft neck? Soft neck garlic. This is the garlic you find in most of your grocery stores. So it's been trimmed, but there's still a papery tuft that stands above the bulb. That's the covering of the, quote, neck of the garlic. Garlic also comes with different colored skins around the cloves. The cloves themselves are always, most always at least, a creamy white. The store-bought garlics almost always have a mild flavor. A great virtue of the soft neck garlic, that's what we're talking about first, Allium sativum, just so you'll know, is that it grows and stores very well. Since the necks are literally soft, you can cut them nice and long. If you can braid them, and you can braid all your garlics together if you want. A braid of garlic makes a winning kitchen gift for friends and family. People love to get it. Which to choose? Eh, I've done most of the time, especially before I get a little bit more into it, a California early white. It doesn't have any hot bite in its flavor, grows rapidly, and is easy to harvest pretty much early, but it's got a long harvest range. But if making garlic braids is really your top priority, then plant the California late white. Slightly different, you can get it at any of the good garlic outlets. You'll get a stronger flavor with this garlic, and it does better in warm climates, most of where you guys are listening to me, and it is an early variety. It it, it takes less time to mature than a lot of the other garlics. But if you're a little bit more adventurous, then hardnecks are actually closer to the wild garlic. They have more complex flavors. These are the garlics that some compare to wines with subtle differences that reflect the regional soil and the weather patterns that they were grown under. At least one simple benefit of hard neck garlic for the cook is the way the skins just kind of slip off very smoothly. However, hard necks do not store as long as soft necks. Cure them, eat them, you still got at least six or eight months, though, so this is not going away tomorrow, folks. And get to know their distinctive flavors. They're, they have a much broader flavor range than, than do soft necks. One I loved was Spanish Roja. Its flavor in particular is really rich and classic. It's a true garlic garlic. It does have a shorter shelf life, though. It may only go three or four months in your house, especially if you're running air conditioning or heat. It will dehydrate faster than some of the soft necks. But overall, it does have a wider range of, of flavors, or even a wider range of textures than most of the soft neck garlics you buy in your local grocery store. 
I do at least have to at least mention this, and that's a thing called elephant garlic. This big guy actually is technically in the leek family, but you'd never know it by the look or the taste. Kids love harvesting this giant garlic out of the garlic patch, and it keeps really well, has a great mild flavor, especially if you're introducing new people to garlic. This might be a good entry-level plant for you to try in your garden. Now that I hope I've piqued your interest, let's talk a little bit about actually planting this plant because it's, by the time you hear this, it's time in most, it has a wider tolerance range, whether you're, you know, unless you're way up north or way down south, I always choose about now. The month of October is my favorite time to get my garlic in. You can even plant some in the spring, but believe me, this is the time of year to get your garlic in the ground. I prefer, as I do with most everything, raised beds. You can put them right in the ground, though. But if you're going to put them in the ground, I'm not a big guy on tilling, but at least for the first year, you do want to get that soil softened, not necessarily turned, but softened up you know, 8 or 10 inches down. But if you're in a built-up garden, that's fine. Plant each clove about three inches deep. Now, remember, though, that's three inches from the bottom of the bulb, not the top, so it's not going to be very deep. I always make about an inch or so of a dent in the soil uh, uh, right above where the garlic clove is. Okay, so it's just below the ground, not by very much, but it kind of lets you know where it is and it gives it kind of a little head start. If you're planting some of the larger garlics, okay, like a music or that, one of my favorite large ones called Russian Red, I try to put them about five inches, four to six inches apart. Uh, there's another one that's a little bit smaller, but another red. I like my red garlics. It's called chestnut. Chestnut reds, uh, I would put five inches apart or so, four inches. And some of the smaller robs only have to be three or four inches apart. Some people even make double rows. I have not done this. Six inches between the narrow part of the row. This will really depend. This is if you've really got good quality soil. And, and of course, it depends some degree on your garlic variety. So kind of experiment with some of this and see what works best for you. Because once you start growing your own garlic, believe me, it will become habitual each year for you. As I'm sure everybody that listens to this show knows, I'm an organiac. I do everything without chemistry. I do everything without what we call chemical fertilizer. So after I plant the cloves, I put a, a, some worm castings in that little dent that I just told you about, right above each garlic. Then I follow that with eh, a couple inches. I either use composted, now well composted, chicken manure, sometimes horse manure if I know where it came from. Then follow it with about mm, an inch or so also of a good, good, totally mature composted material. I guess I should mention it because a lot of times I use chicken manure and it's a lot even stronger than horse manure. So don't put quite as much chicken, but if it's really composted now, you can't put fresh chicken manure on. It has to be materials that are made from composted chicken manure. And finally, when everything's in, I put a little mulch over it. Not too much, but an inch or so of mulch. And if you don't have mulch, you can use straw or bedding. If you've got composted lawn leaves, that's not a bad idea. But I now stay away from hay, a couple of reasons. First, a lot of the hays tend to have seeds in them, and the other one is you don't know what they used on their hay. 
So many of the farmers now, they don't even know it's not natural. They're using picloram and other things to kill the weeds back. Well, that stuff doesn't go away. Okay, and you don't want to put, in essence, a herbicide in your, well, in this case, your garlic garden, but in any garden. Just not a good idea. Now, if you want to check on that, all you got to do is take some of that hay, if that's the only choice you've got, uh, put it in some water, a cup or two, soak it for a day. In the meantime, plant a mustard seed or something that grows real fast, eight or 10 days, in a pot. Soak it only with that water. And if it uh, doesn't thrive, you've got something in that hay you really don't want to put in your garden. Now come spring, let it set. Uh, this is one of the plants. I'm not weed crazy, folks. I don't worry as much about weeds as some people. But because of the nature of garlic, it does have to compete with weeds. So I weed around my garlic more so than most of my other plants. And I try to keep them. If you do it every day for 15 minutes, you'll never have. I always tell everybody that. Garden at least five days a week, preferably seven, 15 to 20 minutes a day. And unless you've got a giant garden, that's all the, that's all the weeding and all the, all the natural things you need to do to make your garden a success. But every day, folks, every day. Now, in the northern parts of the country, you might, not, you might have to really wait till June, okay, if you want to get your scapes off of your garlic. And the plant will want to put its energy then in new seeds. So you want to take those back. You want the plant to put its energy in the bulb you're growing to eat. Okay, now once the leaves have begun to die back, okay, too, I always look when there's four or five leaves left, okay, then that's the time to harvest your garlic. Watch when it starts, in essence, cutting itself back. And again, you want to keep those scapes. The scapes are those little seed-looking, flower-looking things that come up, folks, if you're not a garlic person at all. If you want to go ahead and let it head out, go ahead, but then you're not going to get near as good a garlic. You need to keep those scapes cut back till your garlic's actually ready. And that means when the, the upper leaves, the other upper stems began to dry out and, and, and lay back. And finally, especially if you're growing a lot of garlic, once you get your garlic out of the ground, okay, the idea is I shake it well. I don't even clean the dirt off dirt. I don't wash it, that's for sure. Then I hang it in a good shady place that has a lot of air. The more air you've got short of wind, the better off you are to hang that garlic. And I hang mine two or three weeks, okay? Depends on where I am and what the weather's like. But you'll see when it starts drying, the outer tufts of those, those outer coverings start getting a little, um, I want to use the word flaky. And then it's time to, to go ahead and get your garden inside. With soft necks, absolutely the most fun and the best thing you can do is braid them, give them as gifts. Now this is a little hokey, folks, but it works. If you want to keep your hard necks especially, I don't know how easy these things are to find anymore, I'm an old man. But when I was growing more garlic especially, I would save old pantyhose. I don't guess we need to go into that too far. <laughs> but I, I would keep the old pantyhose. I didn't happen to wear them, but I had friends that did. And you could take your hard neck garlics, or for that matter, some of your sweet onions, tie it, throw, put those garlics in, just above it, tie a knot. Put a garlic in, just above it, tie a knot. And you'd make a string, five feet, six feet long, of those hard necks hanging in open air, or in the case of 10, 15 sweet onions, they last a lot longer, they don't touch each other. 
And you just cut the bottom one off, cut the bottom one off. I don't guess it'd look beautiful in your kitchen. There might be a better way, but it really worked well for me and it kept them from touching. And that's a real, um, that really, that really shortens their life of especially the onions, but even the garlics are the same way, even the hardnecks. Touching each other has a tendency to start a little spoiling. So you want each one to be separated. So I hope that's not too much information, but uh, that's Organic Matters. Thanks for listening. And that's, as usual, probably more than you wanted to know about growing garlic.